life like this is what your life like try to live your life right people really know you push your buttons like type right this is an ESPN 97.5 Roadshow, live from Brew Wings. This is Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Presented by MyBookie. Here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Welcome back on a Fantasy Super Bowl Sunday. This is Moneyline, and we are live out at Brew Wings, Umbo, Texas location off 1960-9717. That's where the spot is. Come on out here. Hey, the doors are open. People are starting to come on in, and we are ready to make you some money because there are lots of spots today that require us to break it down from a motivational standpoint, right? And from a where does the where has the public taken over on this line? Because I believe that that's what happened with a few lines. And going back to last week, that, that Rams-Cowboys game and how the favorite switched, and all of a sudden you had the Cowboys at home as an underdog because it was driven that way by public action. We saw what ended up happening. I I, uh, I was I was on national radio this week, and I kept telling everyone before we even get into the picks and whatnot, we have to learn about mistakes that you make in this game. This game, me, I'm I'm not any more I think sharper than the next guy if he had done this as long as I have. Okay, so in other terms, I've seen so many games and so situ so many situations as far as gambling that I remember that like man, I remember making a mistake. I remember on a Monday night football, Oakland had a backup quarterback against 49ers last year, and I ended up dumping money. I learned from that. You learn from last week where the Cowboys look have looked bad in the last few weeks, and the Rams are are looking better. And then all of a sudden they have a game in Dallas, and Dallas is only getting 12 percent of the bets for whatever reason, and now the line is switched to the opposite team the away team is the is the favorite those uh that's a recipe for disaster that's why those lights are so beautiful in vegas when you get off that plane and you get and you get it to your hotel and you're seeing all these fancy paintings that's how they're built off of that off of of jerry's losing money you know what i mean everything he's done so uh just just make sure that you learn from mistakes because you see them all throughout the year and then you'll you'll start You'll start thinking, I remember the exact situation and, 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 and how it went. I learned my lesson yesterday. One of my biggest bold plays was SMU. FAU comes out and announces six suspensions. <laughs> the line goes from minus three SMU to minus eight and a half or nine yesterday. I'm feeling great. I'm feeling fantastic. I'm hitting AJ up like this is the They got blown out. They gave up 50-something points. And, again, it doesn't matter what you do as far as closing line value or whatever it might not be. Sometimes the game just doesn't go your way. No, that's true. And – Every year I like to do like a lessons learned, especially for fantasy. You know, things where maybe you made some mistakes with drafting your fantasy team. And I think this year a lot of people got burned by taking receivers, you know, going receiver really early, you know, maybe kind of going zero running back because you really the, – the running backs were pretty good this year. With And your theory, yeah. though, also, though, not, not, over, not drafting a player just because he had one good season. Right. And we saw that – you know, I ended up going against my own advice. I put Saquon Barkley at number one just because if you look at what he did last year, the numbers, like he broke fantasy football for a running back he did. last year. So it made it really hard for me to project him not to be number one. Obviously, McCaffrey should have been the pick, and I had McCaffrey in like second or something like that. But that's that thing where you haven't seen a guy do it more than once. And Like even Zeke Elliott, you know, I think he had the suspension, right? So even his sophomore year, we saw it with Leonard Fournette his sophomore year. He was hurt for most of the season. So be really careful. So, it, you know, how, how do we apply that? So maybe we look at Josh Jacobs, 
a lot of people next year are probably going to be penciling him in as a first-round pick. And it's just like in gambling, like I said, recency bias. Yeah. People are going to remember the last thing that they saw, and they're going to say, man, Jacobs, and that one guy that, that has him written at the top of all his lists, he's going to start seeing his list as people drafting him and say, if I don't get him now, I'm never going to get him. Right. And he's going to go draft Jacobs, and that's okay. Yeah, he's a good player. But it, it seems to be that lately with all these top running backs, their second year has not gone great. We saw that with Todd Gurley. Remember, it was the same thing with Gurley. It just turned out he was on a crappy offense. Exactly. You know, so it's just something to keep in mind that you just you can't win your draft with your first round pick, but you can lose it. And that's the key there. Yeah. Don't try to. You got to play your cards right, if for say. And let's get into this week as we talk about Barkley. Right, he produced the RB five stat line last week. One hundred and forty three total yards, two touchdowns. Yeah. Where does he pop up on your list this week? Oh, man, you got to love Barkley this week. I mean, the Redskins have just been dreadful at stopping running backs over the last couple weeks. So I love him this week. I have him at number four in my running back rankings for PPR. So, uh, yeah, fire up Saquon this week. I think he has a good one. Redskins 24th against Rush DVOA. They just allowed 172 with two touchdowns to Miles Sanders. Uh, There you go. What do you think Barkley's going to do to him? Exactly. And. I think he's. I think he was kind of lying to us a few weeks ago, saying he was feeling better because I don't think he was quite back to being himself. Now I think he's a lot closer to that guy. Fire up the Barkley pass receptions prop over three and a half. One of my best prop bets of the day, and I think he surpasses seventy six and a half rush yards. I'm also going to hit that. Now I'm getting some questions here, and to talk about one Slayton from the Giants. Yeah, we got a question from Twitter, and they say, should I start Odell Beckham? Or Slayton, and you say, "How are we even having this question?" If yeah. you would have told someone, would have told you uh, week one or before, whenever you drafted Beckham, hey, you're going to have this predicament. Yeah. When you're in your fantasy Super Bowl, you would thought there's no way, but now that we're here, honesty, what do you think? I mean, honestly, what do you think? I actually rank Slayton over Odell, so I just think Odell's kind of given up on the season, man, and and he is playing through. Something's going Some on, right? Hernia, yeah. Not to mention last week, Patrick Peterson straight shut him down. And they're and not playing for anything. They're not playing for anything. You, what does he have to risk? And and one week it's Odell Beckham needs to get it traded, and now he's like, I didn't buy that house to sell it, and that's what he comes out and says. So I don't. It's a bunch of kids over there. That's what happens when you put a bunch of kids together that that don't have a headstrong uh, coach, yep. a locker room, an organization even. Um, this is what happens. And now it's funny to go back two, three weeks in, in, in preseason week two, people were crowning them, you know, crowning them champions of the AFC South, you know, just or North. And, and what uh, what now, though? Like now you see football, you can't in, in professional sports, you can't just – paste some names together and say, man, these guys would be cool on my Madden team. Yeah. Like, these guys would be cool. This is a creative team. It doesn't work that way, and it starts up top with the organization, and if that isn't that strong, you better have a strong coach, and if your coach ain't that strong, you better have a strong leader, and if you don't have one of those, then then where? And this goes back to the lessons learned thing, right, where Baker Mayfield has a good rookie season, and then his second year, everybody's expected Baker to have this great year. Didn't happen. Be careful with those guys that just have one good year as a rookie. The league catches up with you a little bit. And Freddie Kitchens, they caught up with that offense. And that's another lesson learned. Try and pick guys early that have a bigger resume than one year. Well, let's see what kind of resume these guys on hold have because we got some callers on hold, HRP listener line. We're live out at Bruins right now. Let's go to Nick first. He has a question on his fantasy Super Bowl. What's going on, guys? Hey, uh, man, I- Five 
playoff berth and only two championships, but I can live with that. Uh, man, I got one on my dynasty. I woke up this morning and saw that my opponent has Derrick Henry. I went on the waiver wires and I picked up as many running backs as I could, dropped a few of my scrubs, but Smart. lo and behold, Boone is sitting there. So now I'm questioning myself, should I start James Conner or should I go with Boone? And then also, man, I, I mean, same matchup on my other league. I mean, I got Aaron Jones, but I mean, I, I also have an opportunity to play Boone there as well. I mean, what do you think about those two? I'll let you go first, Jerry. Oh, man, I hate this situation. I really do because, I mean, imagine if somebody would have told you in week in, in your fantasy Super Bowl, David Johnson's going to be right at the pine and Boone is going to be starting for some people. Mike right. Boone, people are going to say, you're crazy, Jerry. Take him off the air, they would say. <laughs> but at this point, I think you got to look at specific matchups. Who do you think has a better specific matchup? And Let's say names outside. Who, who got the better matchup against the defense as far as just points? I would say – the Packers are really bad against the run. Exactly. You know <laughs> That's what I mean? What I'm saying. They they are, but do we even know what the deal with Madison is yet? Is he going to you know, it's a Monday night football game, so this is kind of tricky. You, now, there's no space for you to mess up here. Right. There's no uh, redos. It's too late by that time. You know, what's good is he he did bring up Aaron Jones or Boone, which means he'll have both those guys available for Monday night football. You know, so so that's a good option there. What worries me too is, you know, Amir Abdullah is, I think, their fourth running back on that team. And if, if Madison's out or, you know, and then it is Boone, like just because he had that one game with a lot of touches, does that mean that's going to happen again this week? Yeah, why won't they split the touches? Right, that's risky. You know, what if you know what if he comes out and fumbles and Abdullah breaks off a 20-yard run later and they, they play the hot hand? So I'm just saying, look, the matchup's good, but there is some downside and some risk. And if you have Jones, th- th- then he got you here. Right. In, in certain moments, he's gotten here. So, overall, uh, we had our guy Carl, and he's probably listening now. Now, I'm not calling him up because he even he posted to us, and he said, man, this was a matter of getting too cute and sitting players that got you there because of individual matchups or weather, whatnot. He probably would have won the other way. So, just make sure that you don't get what we say too cute and start making moves just because – Boone's getting an opportunity now. How much of an opportunity? Are you going to dig? Are you thinking that you're saying that he's going to get 20 touches overall, like just combined? If that's what you're saying, if that's what you truly believe, then yes. But if not, then you got people like Aaron Jones that did get you there and can blow up for two touchdowns on any given day and have done it this season. They have. And it, it kind of brings me back to I, I, I got a question yesterday. Uh, Brashad Perryman, or should I wait and play DJ Chart coming back from injury? And I, I said Perryman because I'm just like, he's coming back from injury. You know, it's your fantasy championship. It's a good matchup for Perryman. And sure enough, you know, over 100 yards receiving. He had a really nice game, and he could have been hit for a touchdown. He got overthrown. overthrown yeah. So it's just, you know, if you, you want upside, but you don't want too much downside either. You know, so I find being a little more conservative in these situations does a little better. All right, when we get back, AJ, you're on hold. We're going to get you next. You're listening to Moneyline, ESPN 97.5. Twitter. Twitter. Follow the show on Twitter at Moneyline 97.5. You're listening to an ESPN 97.5 Roadshow, live from Brewings. 
This is Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Presented by MyBookie. Here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Welcome back to Moneyline. Hey, the squad is turned all the way up because we've got 45 minutes until kickoff, and that means that we're about to find out what your destiny is going to be, right? Do you hoist uh, Do you hoist the trophy, or are you sitting wondering, why did I start Boone? Yeah. And we were just talking on break and saying it's crazy because – Boone is going to dictate a lot of people's fantasy uh, outcomes, right? He did, yeah, one way or the other. One way or another. It could be positive, but at the end of the day, you could be sitting there after that game thinking, why did I start him? Yep. So make sure that if you do have another option, how many touches do you really see Boone getting? Is, is it that much more than what your other guy can get you that you know for a fact that he has his uh, position, his, de- his, his role is solidified in that specific offense? Make sure that you don't make some drastic change because as far as the betting, I'm also, once we get into that game, that, that uncertainty in that backfield, it, it keeps me uncertain of where I want to go with it. If, that was, if, if Cook was in, I for sure would be leading a certain way. But now that he's not in and the backup's not in, I mean, at this point, like you said, I don't even know where to rank him because I don't know what he's going to get. N- nobody does. And the matchup's so great, so I understand why everybody's interested. But we just don't know with, with Madison going and if Dula gets touches. But he could also have two touchdowns, you know. So it's that's why it's a gamble. That's why it's fantasy. So maybe – Andrew can shed a little light. The problem is that's a Monday night game. No, So, you, you know, you can be in trouble. So we're going to get to the injury report right now. Andrew, who's in, who's out? What do we know about today? All right, guys. So we're going to start off over in Carolina. Curtis Samuel, he is active despite a knee injury. But if he stumbles at all, Jarius Wright's going to be the guy that you want to look to. For the Cleveland Browns, David Njoku, he is inactive. He's not injured. He's just inactive. It's a team decision. It's the second street week in a row that this has happened, so that probably doesn't bode well for his future. Over down in Jacksonville, DJ Chark is active despite an ankle injury. He's ready to play, and that means Keelan Cole's value goes significantly down. Staying in the state of Florida, Jason Sanders, the kicker for the Miami Dolphins. He's been sick all week, but he is going to be active. Over for the New York Giants, Rhett Ellison is out with a concussion, so that means somebody called Caden Smith is their top tight end coming into the game today. Over with the New York Jets, Bilal Powell is active despite an ankle injury, but he was limited all week, and Le'Veon Bell is healthy, so the value just really isn't there. Demarius Thomas for the Jets, he is inactive with a hamstring injury, so that means Vincent Smith, maybe if you really are desperate for a flex option, could be there. Robbie Anderson, he's active despite being sick. He's expected to be healthy enough to see a full amount of snaps. Over for the Tennessee Titans, Adam Humphreys is out with an ankle injury. And that means Tajay Sharp should get a decent number of his targets. And then we talked about Derrick Henry. He is inactive with a hamstring injury. And that's uh, all we got for the 1 p.m. games. All right. Thanks, Andrew. All right. So, you know, nothing earth-shattering, I guess. You know, we talked about Josh Jacobs coming back. Kind of weird that DJ Chark's coming back, too, right, for a game that doesn't really. And he looks like the future for them. He looks He is. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, so we, we didn't think he'd go. So, But it is weird to see these guys coming back at the very end of the year for meaningless games. It makes no sense if you have plans, future plans with that specific player, especially some of these young guys, like, like Carry On Johnson, yeah. for example. What is there to gain or to lose with him coming out these last few games? I don't, I don't see the benefit of it. No, and they're, for your fantasy team, you want to see him active and play, right? But at the same time, they can burn you because – 
you don't know if they're going to play their full amount. All it takes is that one tweak saying, you know, Coach, I'm not feeling it. Right. And then Coach using that mentality that we're talking about now, saying, you know, this guy is the future. Go ahead, yeah. take off. You're done. You know, your season's done. Thank you, sir, for showing up and, uh, and for all the sweat. See you next year. Exactly. And let's talk about another guy here that you haven't really been able to count on, and that's, that's Le'Veon Bell. Well, let's talk about this Pittsburgh Jets game. Man, really low total here. It, it's gone down even. It's at 36 and a half. So I wouldn't expect a ton of points here, obviously. And for fantasy, you don't love seeing that. I don't know. I mean, that's a tough matchup for Lev. He, he's going back against his former team. You know you know he's going to want to punch one in the end zone. We always talk about re- revenge games in fantasy. Man, Jerry knows the Steelers better than just about anybody I know. What, what do you see happening in this game? That's the only defense that's run, ranked top five in DVOA against pass and run. So they're, they are stout. Now, you say, who are the Pittsburgh Steelers? A team on defense that only allows 18.5 points. So who are the Jets? A team that's only scored 20.4 in Sam Darnold's start. So where, where do we meet here? Because we know that Darnold struggles against pressure. And that's what the Steelers can do. That's how they limit what you can do on offense. And that's what they limits them from getting blown out and keeps them in games with whoever they have at quarterback. That's actually the only thing they have going to them. It's keeping the game script within themselves, within a score, so they can ultimately get there or have a chance of getting there. Now, you look at the Jets, though. The Jets can stop the run, second in run DVOA. So they can stop the run. So now you're asking, can the quarterback – the, the, the backup to the backup, the third string, go out there and throw it around because the the slippers off of Hodges, the Cinderella types, now we know who he is. It was just a few games in there, and now we know who he is. So how much do you rely on him to go out there and be able to beat up on a, on a Jets secondary that can be beat up? But how does Tomlin approach this game? Do you think does he, does he come out conservative? I think – James Conner's back. We saw him last week, and they kind of eased him in. I, I think they're going to use him as much as they can that makes sense because you're right. Their passing game is pretty ugly for the Steelers. I got uh, a you know, nice trend. Check this out. 24-5 and five are the Steelers in the last 29 road games under Tomlin, the man. under. Wow. That under hits. And if you go look at this season – Go look at some of those totals because you're thinking, well, this is just an extremely low total, Jerry. Against the Rams, it was somewhere around 43 and a half, 44. Didn't get there. Look at all their totals. None of those totals, even, and, and they're 6 and 0 to the under, and all these totals that have never surpassed 43 and a half, the 38 and a half, the 40, they're all unders. That team plays under. And I think in this specific spot, uh, with a little bit of still implications, they come out super conservative. I think they come ultra conservative. I don't see how the Jets are going to move the ball uh, consistently. I don't think that the pass rush that the Steelers brings will allow Darnold to get back there, get his three steps back, and sit and go through progressions. I just don't see that happening. And when that doesn't happen, I think that the only thing that scares me off of this is maybe the turnover factor because if they are blitzing them and whatnot, what's to say that he doesn't throw it just crazy? And when you have a total this low, you have no margin for error. No. I mean, 36 and a half, that is low. No margin for error. That a 36 and a half, just take it this way, a 2017 game kills you. Yeah. No, that, that's a good point. And for fantasy, we, we can't really love these guys, right? Like, I think, you know, if, if you've lasted this long and you still have Connor, you roll with him. 
You know, Le'Veon Bell, you may not have a better option, so you just might have to go with him. Uh, we, we did have a couple callers online. You want to get to them real quick? Let's and, get over to yeah. AJ real quick. AJ, you're on Moneyline. What's going on? Hey, good morning, fellas. How are y'all doing today? Hey, uh, good. question for y'all. Awesome, awesome. Hey, QB question for you. Now, it's a different type of league. It's plus one for every completion and minus one for every incompletion. All right, so the two I'm between right now is uh, Rodgers and Prescott. Uh, and then any streaming defense out there that you think has a chance to uh, maybe get above a projection point, I'm projected to lose by 23, so I'm looking for some some high high ceiling type guys right now. I appreciate it, fellas. Yeah, I think I'd, I'd probably lean with Aaron Rodgers there. Got to. I think that that's going to be a really low-scoring game. in the in the in, And from what I'm hearing, Elliot came out and said some things along the lines of, I don't see how he's going to throw a ball. And that's what worries me. Amari yeah, Cooper talked about it, too. That just like, you know, Dak, he may, he may not be right. And if you're getting penalized for incompletions like he was talking about, errant throws from, a, you know, an injury, that, that, could, that could hurt you. And we know Aaron Rodgers, he's one of the most precise passers in, in yeah, football. Yeah, he's looking for a ceiling game for sure. I, uh, I'm, I'm with you on that for sure. I think Aaron Rodgers has way of a higher ceiling, especially of a, lean, a, a, a hurt hand. How, how, how much do they really get on? Unless, unless the Eagles come out there and start blowing them out, which I don't see because of the Eagles injuries, and that would lead to Prescott having more, you know, more th- complete or more throws. And I just don't see that game painting out that way. I see it uh, – game that's going to be run 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 on both aspects yeah and, and i mean the vikings they give up a lot of points to receivers and that's who aaron's going to be throwing the ball to i like Devonte adams quite a bit today and then what he asked for just got us a streaming defense anyone streaming out there defense i would think like somewhere like the colts maybe you know in the game again just because yeah. the uncertainty uh, uncertainty with uh, greer you know what i mean starting a rookie uh you gotta i mean you gotta look in the ugly spots as bad as it sounds you gotta look at <laughs> As bad as it sounds, a, a, a Giants deal. I mean, we're talking about streamers here, not anything yeah. that anybody's going to own. So Maybe the Broncos against the Lions? Oh, that's for sure. If that's available, you run with yeah. that. That's that's definitely – I mean, that's at the top of my list if that's available. But other than that, I mean, if you got yourself this far, it's it's a crapshoot once you start streaming these. And when you look at upside, start looking at sacks. That's where you're going to look. Look at teams that allow sacks and teams that, that uh, get them. And that, that'll be your easiest way to at least try to shave off a few extra points. Let's do it. We got some more calls, don't we? Yeah, we got Brian on hold. What's going on, Brian? Hey, what's going on, guys? Uh, quick fantasy question, man. Uh, Carson Wentz or Phillip Rivers? Ooh. We talked about kind of liking Big Philly style a little bit, right? I'm with but, you on that one, Josh. Big Philly style, I think he goes. He tries to go out with a bang. We've talked about it even. We were joking at the Christmas party, and we said, honestly, who's going to stop Rivers from calling whatever, from, from audible into whatever play he wants, you know what I mean? And yep. at the end of the day, I think that the Raiders uh, are going to be a team that gave up, a team that I gave up on last week, a team that, that went out with a bad taste in that, on that field, and now they're going to travel. This is a just a clock in. Let's, let's clock in. Let's get this game over with. I think for whatever reason, Rivers is going to blow it up today. That's interesting. Now, I will have to, full disclosure, in my rankings, I had Carson Wentz ranked a little bit higher. But I don't, I'm kind of feeling what you're saying. You're kind of talking me into Rivers a little bit here, just, you know, from a matchup standpoint. So, yeah, I kind of – Rivers struggles when under pressure. Yeah. They can't create pressure, you know what I mean? And we talk about Wentz and – uh, I mean, who's he throwing it to Ward? Like that—that's that, that's, that's, that's the a problem, cool, right? That's a cool story and all, but 
now that he's now that that teams are going to start focusing in on him, right? And Nelson Aguilar, I heard, is out, right? So, what what are the Eagles going to do? A team that already ran twelve personnel, two tight ends, most more than anybody, they're going to run two more tight ends. They're going to lean on that rush game, and they're going to say we're going to stay in it this way and t- as much as possible. The cornerbacks for the Dallas Cowboys are big boys. Those are physical guys. Good luck getting off the line award. He was against the Giants. That's one thing. Giants were letting him free release off the line. He's out there running rampage. Go ahead and get jammed at the line by those big Cowboy defensive backs on the outside. And that's what, I I mean, let's jump into this game soon, but I mean, just to answer his question, yeah, though, I think we River, agree with Rivers. I think you've talked me into it. I'm going Rivers. And, and in that game, 46 is the total in the Dallas game. And if you think they might be a little more conservative, and if Dak really is banged up, it could be a lower scoring game than, than we, we think. 17-1 are the last 18 first quarter points in Dallas Cowboy road games. 17-1 to the under. I, I mean, I'm not even going to take credit, uh, credit for that. Uh, shout out to Matt Eumis from uh, VSIN. That's a huge stat. I had to go look it up and I said, this guy for real? So in Dallas Cowboy road games, the under seventeen and one against the line. Ooh. Slow starts, under this game. If if they get off to a slow start, and my theory is correct, and it goes under those ten points, say they get seven, say they get nine, as close as you can to the to, to not beating my over under nine. I don't think that they're going to be able to open it up to catch up to that whatever the game is. Forty six and a half, you said? Yeah. 46-and-a-half is what it sits at right now. I don't think they could get there. I think this game has 20-17 to 17 painted all over it, maybe 21-17, somewhere around there. The under in the Cowboys-Eagles, one of my best bets of the week. I like it. Uh, let's clear the boards real quick before we go to break. Uh, who do you got for us next, Andrew? Uh, let's go to Chris. All right, Chris, you're on Moneyline. Question is, should I go with uh, Hollywood Brown or OTB? Hollywood Brown, who is the other oh, one? Uh, Odell Beckham. Oh, God. In this situation, I probably uh, – I, I, I know who I have higher in my rankings, but I have trouble trusting Beckham at all just because he, he doesn't care. Um, did he say if it was a PPR or not? I don't think he did. Um, God, I, I think I'd go with Odell, but I wouldn't feel good about it. What about you? And I've been fading Odell in pretty much every other matchup, but this particular matchup, Lattimore – is going to shadow Brown. I mean, that's just one thing that you know is going to happen. So, I mean, I'm not sure that Brown can beat Lattimore if, if that's who Lattimore is going to specifically focus on, man. So I'm, I'm, I, that's what scares me. I'm, I'm with uh, Beckham on this one. Not Well, Baltimore's playing Cleveland this week. Um, so, in God. He okay. has a tough matchup himself. Oh, yeah. He's going to – that's going to be rough because – Both of got, them got, you got the Humphreys, tough. You got Peters. I mean – with Jimmy Smith. Oh yeah, they can inter- They can switch him. Smith will probably sh- Humphrey. I mean, they're gonna. He's got a tough matchup as well. But then again, you got AJ Brown against uh, Lattimore. Yeah, th- it's tough all the way around. It's yeah, tough. That's a tough one. I, I get. All right, all right. Uh, we will get to the rest of the questions on the other side. We Who's your definitive answer for this guy? Man, I'm. I'm going to take Odell just because – look, I know it's a, a terrible matchup against the Ravens, but at least he'll get some catches. Because you know, worried straight up shut I'm, you down, yeah, down. I'm, I'm worried that, you know, on the other side of the ball, it's just hit or miss. 
and I do think the Browns will be playing from behind, really behind. I think that the Ravens are going to come out there. This is the game the Ravens scored 35 or 40 points, making the Browns have to throw it even more. So maybe a garbage touchdown, something Odell where he finally gets open. But A.J. Brown and uh, Lattimore, I just don't like that matchup at all. He's going to follow him the whole game. Lattimore has been fantastic as of late. I don't like it one bit. Money line. Got about 30 minutes left. We're going to get you some more winners the next half hour. The phone lines are open, 713-780-3776. At Moneyline97.5 is where you can find us on Twitter. Josh Jordan, Jerry Bow, Andrew Carlson, Moneyline ESPN 97.5. This is Heisman Trophy winner and College Football Hall of Fame, Mike Rozier, and you're listening to ESPN 97.5. You're listening to an ESPN 97.5 Roadshow, live from Brew Wings. This is Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Presented by MyBookie. Here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Welcome back to Moneyline. 713-780-3776. At Moneyline 97.5 is where you can find us on Twitter. Just a quick little uh, fix right here. So, it's hard to hear we're out on location, and uh, the whole time I was talking about Brown, I'm talking about A.J. Brown. Josh is talking about Hollywood, Martin, yeah, Hollywood, and I think the guy was talking about Hollywood, so that's why Josh is looking at me like cross-eyed, like, what are you talking about, Lattimore? And I'm like thinking, yeah, Lattimore, I mean, he's going to be holding. So <laughs> we, we, we don't know if you said Hollywood or A.J., so if it is Hollywood, though, okay, if it is Hollywood, then, then yeah, then, then ODB, but yeah, the other way around – I think A.J. A.J. Brown, despite the tough matchup, he's been so good. You can't sit him. So there it goes. So, yeah, just uh, just too many Browns and too many Hollywood going in. We can't hear, but uh, just, to, just to clear that up. But let's go back over to the HRMP listener line. Cody, he's on hold, and he's got a fantasy question. What's going on, Cody? Hey, uh, I need uh, Nixon versus Miami. Yeah. Standard League as my first running back. If you choose both, let me know, or one or the other. Thank you. Say, say wait, wait, wait. I got Mixon. I heard Mixon, but I didn't hear the other name. Could you say that again, please? Uh, Mixon and. Yeah, it's cutting in and out. Did you get it, Andrew? I have no idea yeah, what he was his, saying his, there. His, yeah, his phone line's cutting in and out. Now, let's talk about Mixon real yeah, quick. Yeah, let's do that. Because I just got a little alert, and it says that Mixon's going to be playing, but there's some stomach issues, some some problems, some illness, so they don't know exactly what he's going to be playing. <laughs> yeah, I the issue is he was – is the game in Miami? Was he out uh, having a little too much fun? The game is in Miami. So maybe he's got a little hardened thing going on where – I've heard this one, Mixon. Yeah. I've heard this one before. <laughs> yeah, whoever it is, I hate to be like, hey, whoever the other guy is, start him because I have no clue. Um, we couldn't hear. I guess the uh, the connection was messed up. But uh, just be careful with Mixon because, again, if they're bringing this up and, – and I, I didn't even think about the Miami aspect. Yeah. It just, <laughs> hmm, interesting. Uh-huh. It seems like Mixon went out there and, and, and threw down a couple of uh, – a party a little bit. And, and I'm not to speculate or whatnot, but I don't want to trust Mixon out there in a game that he's feeling kind of ill. And that's what's tough, right, because, you know, I had him in my top five this week. I mean, they're playing the Dolphins. I mean, the matchup doesn't get much better for Mixon. He's been getting a ton of work, and he's been good lately. But 
you have to wonder. You brought it up too. Don't they seal the first round pick if they lose again this yeah, week? Yeah, this is the toilet bowl. Yeah, so you know you have to wonder what the Bengals' motivation here is. And you love the matchup. And if you've gotten this far with Mixon on your fantasy team, congratulations. The stress, the ups yeah. and downs, yeah. um, more downs than ups. Finally, you got yourself a few spots, and now the man is 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 sick in Miami. I would be waiting all the way up right until noon to get any kind of update about his workload. You know, I would be calling yeah. around every strip club within the vicinity of 15 <laughs> what time miles. Did, he leave? <laughs> did you see a guy? He might have punched somebody on his way out. All right, let, let's let's move along before we get in trouble. All right. Here. Is there anything on this game before we move along from a gambling angle? Like I said, I just don't see how the Bengals want to win this game. You know what I mean? I just don't see them why they would want to win this game. And if you ever need to tank a season, you better not have Fitzpatrick on your team because he's not going to let you tank. And right. I think one of my best prop bets, I'm glad you asked that, Devontae Parker's going to blow it up I was today. Gonna, that's, I wanted to bring them up because I've actually got Fitzpatrick in my top 12 this week at nice. quarterback. I just, you know, and the Bengals haven't been terrible against quarterbacks. I just think Fitzpatrick's going to get the ball to – to Parker, he doesn't care, man. He just lets it rip. He's kind of got some Jameis Winston going on to where he's like, I am just going to keep firing this football down the field. So I kind of like him this week, at least as a top 12 guy. Like maybe if you're streaming quarterbacks or you want to do a cheap quarterback on DraftKings, something like that, he's a decent option for you. And then as far as um, Devontae Parker, man, he's been great. I, don't, I have him in my top 10. I don't see how you get away from him this week. So I like that call. Let's move it along. All right, next. Carolina versus Indy. We got a new quarterback playing here for Carolina this week. So you mentioned Indy might be a good defense to stream, capitalizing on that matchup. What do you see in this game? I just think myself, why did they wait this long to, to give Greer a chance? And it's obviously because they didn't think he was that guy. Yeah. I don't I mean I'm just speculating here, but uh, this can't be good. I think just starting this late, they're kind of just throwing in the card, you know, let's just get up out of this season. I guess let's see what the kid got. And yep. There's so much uncertainty in this game. Not to make me lead to me to believe that the unmotivated Colts are the bet of the century, but I think there's got to be spots where you know that you can run the ball. How bad are the Panthers against the run? Terrible. Last in the league the last six weeks. Marlon Mack spot, can you trust him? That's tough, but the matchup is so good. I think I think you give him a shot. Do you think yeah. it's a combination of all three running backs, the position they're in, Mac being dinged up a little bit the last few? I mean, or do you think, like, you know what, we're going to run it down, Mac, Mac gets his 20-plus touches like he's capable of getting? I think if they would have rushed him back from that injury, you know, I would have said, yeah. But, I mean, they gave him a few weeks off to, to get over that. So I think they're going to use him. And... Look, I know it's kind of hard to trust, but the matchup's so good. I gotta feel like he at least falls in the end zone one time in this. At game. least, yeah. At least, I mean, they've been getting thrashed on the ground. I expect him to have plus seventy-five, eighty yards, and get in the end zone. To be honest, yeah, I, I think you roll with him if you need him. And on the other side, you know, what do you do with DJ Moore? He's been brilliant. You know, like the last what four or five straight weeks, it's over a hundred yards and/or a touchdown. Like every week, he has been. You can just mark down 20 points from him for over the last month and a half, it seems like. I, I, I feel like he's been good because he's been getting so many targets, and i got to imagine he'll continue to get a lot of targets. you got to imagine that. you got to imagine Greer this whole week leading up to practice. He's been peppering them, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it just sucks if you're in that predicament. And that's the thing about fantasy football. You can build yourself up, and you got a lot of breaks either go with you or against you. But once it comes down to this week, 
it gets a little crazy. It gets a little shady. You don't know what's going to happen. You don't know the mentality of some of these teams. Some teams, yeah, you can predict, hey, they want to win. This is the motivation. But what happens to the ones that don't? Or what happens to the ones that, that throw in a rookie quarterback? What does that do for your wide receiver? It's like, no, 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 no. Let's just, let's just do what we were doing. Let's continue. Yeah. But it doesn't work that way in real-life football. And they're not worried about our fantasy team. No. So they leave us to worry and to stress these last few weeks of Super Bowl Sunday, you're, you're here stressing why am I starting Boone? And, again, it's, that's going to be the name people are going to remember after this season, unfortunately. If somebody would told you David Johnson is going to be right in the pine and yeah. Boone's going to be on the top of everybody's stardom sit question, people would think you're crazy. And that's the world we live in. It happens every year. It was Damian Williams last year. Oh, remember? yeah, you remember that. He you was know? going off. Yeah, I mean, it's every year you get that guy that you never really heard of that Plan wins ahead, fantasy though. titles. Plan ahead, though, because – you say, how would I plan ahead on this Minnesota one if, if Cook came back? But he came back extremely fast. He went from one week being carried, helped carried off the field to, to oh, he's all right as long as he doesn't fall on his shoulder. Well, it happened a different – it was a different injury, which is still weird to me because at first I was going to say, well, they brought him back. And then once I looked into it, I'm like, same shoulder but different injury. In different injury. Yeah. And then you ask yourself, maybe he was trying to uh, avoid falling a certain way in right. a way that he doesn't usually fall. Just to, You never know what the situation is. But read into it, plan ahead, and know that this is what I need to do. Like Nick did, a lot of people don't do that. The other guy loses his running back. You go up there and players that you're not going to use, you drop all of them and you pick up every possible running back so he can't. That's just the way you do it. It's thinking ahead, planning ahead, and it's and it's genius. I mean, you just got to do it. But we got one segment left, and hopefully we can capitalize this. The, uh, the anticipation is done. Yep. The anxiety's in the air. Barbecue is cooking. We smell wings here, though. We are about to start drinking some beer. Come on out. 97 17, 1960. We're at Brew Wings. Let's enjoy it. Moneyline ESP 97.5. Twitter. Twitter. Follow the show on Twitter at Moneyline 97.5. You're listening to an ESPN 97.5 Roadshow, live from Brew Wings. This is Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Presented by MyBookie. Here's Jerry Bow and Josh Jordan. We are back, and it is almost noon. And you know what that means. That's the time you got to lock in those fantasy rosters, and you got to lock in those bets. And you know the best place to do that, right, Jerry? There's only one spot. It's my bookie, guys. And Christmas is coming quick. It's right around the corner. My bookie wants to make your season special with 12 days of gifts. That's right, 12 days of risk-free gifts for my bookie. Guys, they have all kinds of action going on right now. Killer deals coming up until Christmas. So get over to my bookie today. With everything in full swing, you got college bowls around the corner. It's a great time to get in your sports betting. Head over to mybookie.ag right now and use the promo code RADIO to get half of your initial deposit back. That's right. You put in 500 bucks, they'll match you 250. And this is the first time it's the perfect time of year. You got all these college games to bet on. You got the bowl games. You got NFL playoffs coming up. So this is the perfect time, guys. Get over there before the 25th because there's something new every day. So check in every day to see what kind of deals they have going on. So sign up at mybookie.ag with the promo code RADIO and start winning today. You play, you win, you get paid. That's my bookie. 
Anything else you have circled for the people today? Any any plays? Any anything, man? Because it's getting there, and I got a few props on that. I got to get off my chest. So I think Philip Lindsay over on receiving yards. That's one of them. Okay. I think Barkley. I mentioned that earlier. Go ahead and get him to get in the end zone. Go ahead and get him receptions over three and a half, and get him over yards as well. I think he gets there. Hooper. I think this is a Hooper game as well. And uh, Lockett. I think Lockett might end up being the top three wide receiver after it's all said and done. Yeah, and I'm with you there. I, I like Lockett as well. He's a guy I'm paying attention to. And it's it's actually a pretty good week. I, I was really happy that you know Gurley got in the end zone because I was a little higher on him than most people this week. So I like him. I like you know Chris Carson again. He was my put-your-name-on-it-last week, and, and he went absolutely bananas. So... You know, start your studs, guys. We tell you that every week, but that's typically what gets the job done is, you know, the guys that you can count on. You need a a high floor this week. You don't want somebody giving you three points. You want somebody that's going to be involved in the offense. So you talked about Cortland Sutton a little earlier today. You like him this week, right? Yeah, I do. I think that that's a blow spot. I think that the Broncos do come out there and uh, over-exceed expectations, beating the team total. And uh, I think that that's where the ball is going to get thrown. For whatever, he's got the feeling of one of those quiet two-touchdown or one-touchdown plus 100 game. No, I'm with you. Let's – Let's try and hit the rest of the games before we run out of time here. We talked about this one a little bit earlier, this Dallas-Philly game, you know, what to expect from the Cowboys and Carson Wentz without a lot of weapons. Numbers at 46. Do you like the total at all? Do you like anything about this I'm one? smashing the under. You're smashing, I'm smashing the, under. the under. I'm all over the first quarter under under nine and a half. That's probably yep. one of my favorite bets of the week or two. I mean, uh, that stat that they yeah, gave yeah, me. Bring up, you brought up that stat 17 and 1 to the under are the, are the Cowboys' last 18 games away from home. So as the road team, the game usually goes under nine and a half points is what it is. And uh, let's see, let's talk about the next one, Arizona-Seattle. And, I mean, you like Lockett. So, the man, the, the number's gone up. It went from 48.5 the total to, to 51. You like Lockett a lot today. Do you think there's going to be a lot of points in this game? I do think there's going to be a lot of points. And I think that the way that Seattle plays, if you look at the way Seattle, they're able to score, but they also allowed a lot of points. And the team total for – the Cardinals at 21-and-a-half, I think that they can beat that. That's also one of my favorite bets of the week. I think that the Cardinals score in the mid-20s to upper, and I do think that Seattle could score 30. Give me the over on this game, as I, I believe that this is a, it's a quiet game. For whatever reason, people aren't screaming that over. I love the over on this one. And what about Hollister here? We know the, the, the free space for tight ends has been the Cardinals all year, right? Do you think that continues today? Yeah, it has to, right? I got it wrong last week by the name. We knew the position was going to go off, but the name that the guy wasn't in. Someone's going to get that ball uh, in the tight ends. That's how you attack them. It's the, 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 the dead last. So someone's got to. And Hollister's at 4,200 in the DFS world. He's going to be overlooked because people are going to go all around them. The Dallas Goddard to the world are all around that price. And Hollister's going to be sneaky. No, I, I agree. And what about on the other side of the ball? What do we think about Drake this week? I don't know what to say about that guy no more. I'm always wrong. I, I just, I guess, I'm just still bitter about David Johnson. Not, but I mean, that guy. If he, if you have him, he got you here. Obviously, right? Well, I mean, four touchdowns last week, 137 <laughs> That's yards. That's what I'm saying. I watched him, and I just, think, know, I'm just thinking, wow, what is going on here? And I had a, I had other pieces of that offense, and I'm just watching him run it in. And like I said, it, it might be a sour stomach on me. Yeah, no, I, I feel. I, I had to rank him 
you know, accordingly. I, you know, I have him fairly high in my running back rankings. Let's see where I put him at. But, you know, I have him at, let's see, at 16. So, you know, I, I like him quite a bit. So I think it's going to be a lot of points in this game. So I think he's a guy that you can probably trust this week. And, you know, David Johnson's fallen off the face of the earth. So we just have to deal with that. All right, let, let's move along here a little bit. Kansas City, Chicago. This is a big one here for, you know, I think for Texans fans, right? You'd like to see Kansas City lose and, you know, go down in the playoff uh, rankings. I don't know, though. It's Chicago, it's Trubisky. The total's kind of interesting at 44-and-a-half. I know Trubisky's been playing better, but I can't trust him here. You know, the Chiefs have actually been quietly really good on defense over the last few weeks. So, for whatever reason, the the, the Bears are getting thrown around in circles that are called sharp. Um, people are saying that the sharp side is that, and I don't I don't see how. I think that the Chiefs are going to beat them and beat them bad. It's up to seven now. Beat them and beat them bad. So like you said, uh, yeah, Trubisky's had his moments, and we know that the Chiefs' defense can be had, but I just think that they're going to be playing catch-up from so, such a far distance that it's going to be hard for them to ultimately do this, and a lot's in it for Kansas City. There you have it. You know what that sounds means. It's time to put your name on something that you feel confident about, something for the people. It's a big weekend. Josh, what do you have? I, I hate to do it, but I, I, I think Kamara, go ahead, and if he's got you here, start him. I know I've heard a lot of people worried about him, and I, I think you roll with him this week. If he's got you here, run him out there again. Take, take your shot. Tennessee doesn't scare me too much. Roll with Kamara. Well, Get them something, Andrew, and hopefully we don't have the same, but hopefully we do because when we when we match up on something, it's usually money. What you got? You know, I'm not a Cowboys fan, Jerry, but I do believe the Cowboys are coming through today. They have not lost to the Eagles while Zeke Elliott has played throughout his entire career. Zeke's healthy today. I know Dak isn't, but it shouldn't matter too much because the Cowboys are going to roll today. Cowboys roll, and my pick is going to come from that game as well. We just spoke about yeah. it, and it's going to be on the under. I think it's going to be a slow start. I believe the game total hits under, and I think that the slow start leads to that same trend that we've been seeing of the Cowboys on the road under. So under 9.5, under for the game total, wherever you have it, 46.5 hopefully, and that's where we leave that. And we leave the show again like we usually do, but with some wishful thinking for you, because wherever you're at right now, it's five minutes till kickoff, and you're saying, I need some luck, I need some wins. Hey, we're with you, no matter where you're at, just like you're with us, no matter where we're at, every single Sunday. Today, we thank Brewings 97.17 out of 1960 out in Humble, Texas. Thank you for having us, but the party's just getting started. Yeah, we'll, we'll be, be here, here for two yeah. more hours. Get on out here. Get some of these wings. Get some of these drinks. And, hey, get some of these wins. Get some, sucker. In the words of Booker T, peace out. ESPN. 97.